going to start with immigration, I think, is what we decided, right? Immigration. I don't... Yes, immigration. Yeah, immigration. Okay. Oh, DACA is a thing, right. They're taking out no, the dreamers. No, it's not. They're it's killing not our dreams. <laughs> I'm not it's saying it's our... a good thing. I'm saying it's a thing. The <laughs> uh, so deferred action on childhood arrivals, or for childhood arrivals, Arrivers, arrivals. Um, this is just like a depressing topic um, because every time that this comes up, it gets worse and worse. I get depressed <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's so, it's just so bad. I don't know. It, the, I don't understand what his thinking is. You know, we could just go on about how. I mean, I think he's trying to play to his base, but I'm not sure his base even wants it. He's I not mean, tr- he went. Didn't he say something recently? Where? Uh, what did he say? He's just like, yeah, we need people to come in. It's well, just like yeah, the opposite of everything. He actually applied for a. Um, uh, well, his sons applied for a waiver to bring in um, immigrants to work in their uh, company. In New York, in their uh, wine field, wine vineyards. Oh my gosh! And that was three days after they were trying to end uh, uh, some type of. Uh, that was like, I can't remember exactly when it happened. I just know that it was a thing, <laughs> and it came up in the news. And then I never saw it again. I was doing some research on it uh, on a, a DACA this afternoon, and. Uh, I was on the uh, Immigration Policy Institute website, and did you know one of the largest groups is actually um, that are protected by DACA? DACA is actually uh, Koreans. Why? Well, after um, the Korean War, uh, the U.S. brought in a lot of uh, Korean children. Um, this is one reason for it. It's not the only reason. Uh, brought in a lot of Korean children. Same with Vietnam. And hey. so these these children were brought in by U.S. government <laughs> officials So th- that were like under 10 years old. So they never learned how to speak Korean. They were uh, – in one case, one person was raised in Oregon. Um, Good axe. <laughs> um, he was raised in Oregon, and they actually deported him back to Korea, a place where he's never been. How, how would you feel if, if you got, like, deported to a country you can't speak the language of just because a virtue of birth you were born there? I mean, that's just it. It's like all these people, you know, they, this is the only country they've ever known. This is the only country that they've worked for and tried to get, you know, lives in. But now they're just getting... They're, like, just, they're kicked, just out. kicked out to what is supposedly their homeland. I don't... It's, it's yeah, that, not. Yeah. I mean, if you're here, if you've been here long enough, even if you came later in life, like this is if you've been here for more than 10 years, this is pretty much like all, you know, yeah. because uh, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that I just don't understand why specifically the right wingers don't get it. I, I mean, there's like. I watched it. I think it was a PBS or Nat Geo program about how we were deporting former U.S. veterans because they were born in Mexico and they figured it out after they were trying to apply for uh, VA 
help, help from the Veterans Affairs. Hmm. So we're deporting ex-veterans back to Mexico, a place where they've never been, they've never known, and they didn't fight for. <laughs> Quite. Mm. It just doesn't make any sense. What did he side? What did he side with the Democrats on too? Isn't? It, that was. Um, I thought that that was. That was economic budget stuff, right? Yeah. That was a budget stuff. Yeah, but they're talking about a DACA deal. Um, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, Trump. I don't think Trump might be stupid, but he's definitely not that stupid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to get rid of DACA. No, no, no. To, to side with the Democrats. Because one thing that, that always comes up with these DACA issues uh, is uh, the, the talk of amnesty for those already here. And that's always been the cutoff point for most centrist people is they don't want to give amnesty to these people, which I don't understand why, but they just don't. And amnesty is basically like uh, uh, forgiving of a, of a fault or um, basically like – we forgive you for coming in illegally. So we're going to basically provide you with the ability to to be here legally. No, yeah, I don't know. And uh, did you hear about the, the girl that went to Transylvania University? Transylvania no. University. Yeah, it's uh, it, I think it's in Kentucky. Um, anyway, she went there and she was a dreamer. Uh, and uh, one of her classmates doxed her online, and so people from the school were trying to get her deported. That's okay. What? I mean, Why? Yeah, because she was uh, she came here when she was like two, and they were because it was something because okay. she she talks about what it's often she like makes YouTube videos and talks about what it's like to be. Uh, a dreamer in in America, and so this dude, this asshole, just, just doxxed her. Aren't most illegal immigrants just kids anyway? Yeah, I mean, their parents often, send them. And this is the stupid thing about the border wall that Trump talks about. <laughs> the craziest thing is that most people don't come on roads; they come from the air and just overstay their visas. So a wall yeah, literally exactly. does nothing. And it they doesn't come, do yeah, they come here like legally. It's just not until you know they continue to stay where it becomes illegal. Some people are simple-minded. Did there you? Are a lot of simple-minded people. What were you gonna say? Uh, did you see John Oliver's piece on the borders and how you know the border protection services? You know, most of what they're doing is just. You know, helping people who have trouble crossing the border or something like they're they're injured or something. They're not chasing down criminals with drugs. These yeah. are just people that need help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, go ahead, Jason. Okay, aren't people getting like locked out of the U.S. like foreign exchange students? I think I could be wrong, but like. I know this one guy was traveling somewhere to study abroad, but then, like, if he stays any longer than a week, I think, um, he's going to be, like, he'll have to stay outside the U.S., can't come back. Mm. Something like that. Yeah, there was a case of that when I was was in elementary school, and I wasn't supposed to know, but I always, 
my my parents um, told me about it when I was in high school. There was a, a girl in my class who was uh, uh, Iranian, and this was like in 2003, 2004. Um, she went back to Iran to visit family, and they wouldn't let her and her family come back. And it was like one of those things where, you know, she wasn't Iranian. She was born in the U.S. Um, she was like nine years old and she had only been to Iran for like vacations to see family. What threat does did she pose? Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't think that. I mean, all this stuff is just crazy. And you see all these facts and figures about how. You know, terrorist attacks are mostly from people who were born in America. Uh, yeah. Overwhelmingly more, like, at least attacks on American soil. And so, just all the... And the press is just taken over by all the uh, terrorist prevention efforts that Trump seems to be taking it upon himself to do. And, and it's just nothing is going to help that. We need to focus on the economy and... Yeah, more domestic issues. And one of the biggest, (laughs) one of the biggest uh, boosts to our economy is the DACA workforce because they don't get any of the benefits, and yet they still pay taxes. What I was talking about before we did the break was that. One of the biggest contributors to the U.S. economy is the Dreamers, uh, the Dreamer workforce and the DACA workforce. Um, they don't get any of the Social Security benefits. Uh, they don't. Uh, they just don't really get anything. They just pay taxes and expect nothing. <laughs> so there really is an economic reason to throw them out. Um, there are, but they are all criminals. Everyone. I mean, wow. legally. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I mean, I mean, but oh but that's exactly gosh, the right geez. wing. <laughs> that's exactly the right wing um, thought. Is that yeah. since they have broken the law, they're all criminals, and that's just it's the way that they chose to define the way the way the law is written, rather than what <laughs> I don't know. There's there needs to be a pathway that makes it simpler for immigration. I mean, we people take pride in calling our country the uh, country of immigrants, but we hate immigration. Mm. I mean, it's the stupidest. It's it's entirely misguided <laughs> the way that we think about immigration. And we only think about it as, oh, they, they're just coming from Central and um, South America. Um, they're just sneaking all over. That's not what the largest part of um, immigration is. I yeah. need to move to Canada. You have you have Canadian citizenship. You can move yep. to Canada I'm, anytime you I'm want. I'm just going to go. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. The Our immigration policies and ideals are very contradictory to each other. And like you said, we have those words on the Statue of Liberty, but we do not abide by them in our rhetoric. Uh, And Trump, what I don't quite understand is the travel ban that Trump put up a while ago that got rejected by multiple federal courts. And, you know, now it's 
it got uh, pushed to later by the Supreme Court, but the later date it will already have basically expired and done what it was aimed to do. Because in the meantime, yeah. it's it's active partially at least. So I don't quite understand I, how that how that working. I think when he did the travel ban, he was just trying to play to his audience, like his crowd. Yeah, yeah. Like he, I don't think he actually believed it would stay up for a while. I mean, if he I, did, that's kind of crazy. One thing about that is, you know, they always talk about how these people from the Middle East are are doing all this violence, and this isn't really li- related to immigration, but all these people from the Middle East are coming here and they're doing terrorist attacks. Um, there was an MSNBC uh, segment where they talked about the percentage of. Uh, terrorist attacks in the country and it's only something like 23 24% of all terrorist attacks in the US are done by Islamic extremists the vast vast majority are done by um, right-wing extremists and Nazis and Nazis exactly mm-hmm. and then you got Trump over there saying they're very nice people on the Nazi side <laughs> I mean does is 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 uh, uh, is tacit approval the same thing? I guess that it becomes the question is tacit approval the same thing as uh, spoken approval in that case? Because if you're saying um, uh, like the the woman that was killed in uh, Charlottesville is saying that they're very nice people on the side that did the killing of um, approval of approval of what they're doing. And if that's the case, what are we as citizens supposed to do about that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> A great response, Jason. <laughs> I try my best. Yeah, no, I just, I'm not very big into politics, so all this stuff, it's like I've heard it, I just don't, I never thought about it, so. Yeah, I guess we'll just touch on a little bit more and just say, you know, you know, it's not like what what can we even do about it? We can protest and continue what we're doing, but it doesn't seem to have much effect on Trump. He's just such a unique president. He doesn't care about political uh, opinion yeah. of him. So. He, he cares about his public opinion. I think he cares more about the fame than running the country. Because he's still throwing like rallies, and it's kind of stupid. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, it's... <sighs> Uh, uh, to quote Trevor Noah, it sounds a bit Hitlerish. Okay, so I read something online where a cop, let's, like, this is obviously a bad cop, you know, a lot of good cops. This is like a bad cop, bad intentions. Shouldn't be a cop, probably. But, like, uh, if he pulls someone over, has the iPhone X, like, their iPhone X, and, like, is arresting them, then he goes, is this your phone? They look at it. it couldn't it scan their face, unlock their phone, and then the cop has access to all their stuff? Why would the cop look through their stuff, though? I mean... Oh, there's there's a great example of that. Um, there, uh, currently, uh, well... Not currently. It was about three weeks back. The DOJ actually asked for the information of like three million people who visited an anti-Trump website because 200 people were arrested that what? visited the site. Why? Wow. For doing what? Um, for 
uh, it was during the inauguration protests. And it, it was like a mass arrest, which in itself is a totally bad thing. But you're right, Jason, that if they wanted access to the phone, which they do, all they would have to do is walk over to the person and, you know, scan their face. <laughs> well, couldn't they do the same thing with your finger? I guess they could, but it would be a little harder. Yeah, that's a lot more effort, though. I suppose, but there's also the uh, the added bonus that if you're not paying attention to your phone, it won't unlock it. So if you keep your eyes closed, it won't do it. <laughs> Just close your eyes. Yeah, it, which is actually a neat thing. Um, oh, I didn't realize it did that. Yeah, so if you're not looking at it, uh, if your eyes are closed, then it won't unlock it because then... It could just unlock if you set it down on the table, and you know somebody else could get it. Uh, but mm. it's really neat features. Uh, it looks pretty good. There's that bump in the top, which is necessary for all of the new camera stuff. I'm not sure how I feel about that though. It's it cuts off the content a little bit, which is weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you feel about the... What's the deal with this screen? I heard some talk that they had actually uh, gotten a contract with a different company to do the screen. Samsung. Well, yeah, so they normally use Samsung. I'm not sure if they got a new company, but it's OLED, which is different than it has been in the past. A lot of different... uh, A lot of Android phone companies have been using OLED for a while. And is it, is it better? Is it stronger? Is there any real, I guess, positive to it other than it's different? Yeah, so they talk about how their battery has been increased or <laughs> kept the same. Uh, well, the battery is likely probably the same size. I haven't gotten a chance to look at that yet. But OLED, instead of, for the screen, instead of making something black, it just turns off the individual pixels. And that's yeah, where they're getting that. their benefit in the battery, is that ah. the display isn't working all 100% all the time. And that's the big benefit of other OLED phones that have been around for a while. Apple claims that it had never caught up to their standards yet, and so they need to wait until the colors had gotten better, and now they finally have, and so now they can <laughs> use it in their phones. I'm not sure how much I'd buy that, or if it's just, you know, they're behind the times now, they want to kind of get a little bit caught up. Yeah, I think that's more realistic. Is You're, you're a big Apple guy, right, Max? You could say that. <laughs> so, would you spend the $999 to buy this new phone, or would you wait for the next one? Uh, well, the next one will still be the same price. Are you saying that when the next one comes well, out, I just buy this one? Like, for nine hundred instead of a thousand. Yeah, I mean, like, would you? Are you willing to wait for a phone that would be like? Is this worth selling or getting rid of the phone you have now to get this phone? Considering that I have a iPhone six, which is six plus, which is like three years old, I'd say so. I I plan to get this one, um, and my the phone that I bought. I pre-ordered the iPhone 6 Plus, and before that I had a 4S, so I changed my phone about every three years. And the phone that I bought was $850. It's not wow. that much more with the iPhone X. I mean, it is it is Wait. a really steep price. 
the but well, sorry the one thousand mm-hmm. dollar one that's just the basic one too like if you want better memory and all this stuff i think it's like one thousand three hundred one thousand two hundred fifty yeah so one thousand will get you 64 gigs which is what i have in my six plus and i found that to oh. be plenty okay but when i had the six plus that wasn't the base model the base model was like 32 or 16 i forget Sixteen. That's not enough. They still sell iPads in sixteen gigs, I think. Oh, iPad. Okay. A sixteen gig iPad. Like, remember when sixteen gig was like the middle road? It was eight, sixteen, and thirty-two. Yeah, I remember that. I always opt for the eight. <laughs> and now, now my watch has eight gigabytes of storage on it. Oh, see for a watch, that's gotta be pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I mean, oh. what am I storing on the watch? There's nothing. Yeah, exactly. I put, I found an old iPod Nano the other day before I, before I came out to to Bates. It had like one gig. Yeah, I was cleaning out my room to throw stuff away, and it had one gigabyte of memory. Dang good phones. One. That's like three hundred songs, maybe. Yeah, uh, one. One gig, dang. Um, my iPod had, I think, four or eight. I'm not sure. So no, no, it was, it was an iPod Shuffle. Oh, wow. No, it was really small. It was ridiculous. I don't know. Times have changed a lot, uh, and when we're a lot older, we'll be saying how crazy this stuff was. Now you can get a little micro SD card that has 256 gigabytes on it, which is just insane. Yeah, I was, I was looking for like one of those external hard drives so you can download stuff. They had one that was like 15 terabytes, and it's yeah. no bigger than the size of the computer itself. <laughs> oh, it's you like, can get ones that are smaller than that and have more space. Like, you can get ones that have a you know a hot, you can store up to 100 terabytes on them and oh still be the size of the computer it's just dang that would be for like video editing and and stuff but like it, that but even still you wouldn't use the space for like 50 years that's <laughs> like that's the aim yeah possibly terabytes did you uh did you look at that thing like the tape that i told you about before i left that holds a, a yeah. ridiculous amount of information. Yeah. What is that? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's just a little tape that it looks like scotch tape that can hold what? What was it? Two hundred fifty-six gigabytes. Yeah, I know it was. It was something enormous. Or was it two hundred fifty-six terabytes? It might have been two hundred fifty-six terabytes. That's crazy. Speaking of this tape. This is going to be kind of not similar, but also kind of similar. Isn't there, like, a roll-up TV screen coming out soon? Or not yes. soon, but, like, it's in the process of being made. Like, you could just roll up the screen, put it in your backpack, whip it out, start watching TV. Wow. That wow. would be so strange, but probably... It was 330 terabytes. Wow. Jeez. And it's small, too, right? Yeah, it's like a piece of tape, not an inch long.
attention to the news. Um, of course, Hurricane Irma hit uh, Florida this past week. What happened to this Tesla? Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. You've seen this story. So Tesla, uh, Tesla has cars that, that are like 60 kilowatt hours, which is like 200 miles of range. So what they did is they over, over like data, the over, internet. um, wireless connection. <laughs> they down, yeah, the internet, they downloaded a patch into the car's software to bump it up to, uh, 75 kilowatt hours, which gave it like an extra 30 to 40 miles per charge. Ooh. Um, and then after the storm, they just, uh, um, went in and deleted the patch. So it went back down. And so there's this, just like, there's this crazy discussion that I don't really understand why it's happening is does Tesla have the right to um, deny cars uh, range? And I think that's a ludicrous argument. I feel like they definitely do. Yeah, I mean, if they want to create like um, uh, would you, if they want to lower prices for some cars, that's the best way to do it. The best way like, to do it would be to put a worse engine in there. I mean, but the but the yeah, argument is that they didn't want to do that. They have put this engine in there, but they're not letting users use it to their to its full capacity. Hypothetically, what I'm kind of thinking is yeah. that they do what other car yeah. manufacturers do with gasoline engines, and gasoline engines have a little bit on reserve for when you're like running out of gas and can't get to the gas station. Uh, and so they might have a little bit of electricity yeah. on reserve for that and also to, you know, run the system of the car. Because when they did that hurricane thing, they had to, they turned off some of the systems of the car that would normally be running, you know, some of the luxury, luxury systems and limited those because, it, you know, it made sense. Yeah. So, yeah, it is kind of a mm-hmm. strange argument. It's a strange argument to say that it's an ethical issue. I don't think it's an ethical yeah. issue to limit battery usage. Like, ethical as in uh, economic sense for the creator. Because, um, I mean, you always want to have some type of uh, tiering of vehicles. You don't want to just produce the same model because there's no... That way you're not flooding the market with different new things. Yeah. Different things. Mm. Different items. I know where people are coming from, though. It's like they got it. Why don't they give yeah. it to us? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if you're taking a long-haul trip, and I think that that could be an option. You know, I want to increase my the mileage I can go in one trip, and I'm willing to give up these things to get that extra yeah. 30 miles. I think that should I think that should be an option. Like, but, press a button, and that and happens? It, yeah, like austerity for electricity. But I don't think that people are entitled to and now this is gonna come off as a little bit but i don't think um if you buy a car at a certain price range i don't think you're entitled to get what's at a different price range i don't think if if you buy a seventy-five thousand dollar, i mean um a thirty thousand dollar car you shouldn't expect to get the same features that are in a seventy-five thousand dollar car yeah just because it's possible for the battery yeah, to I, do I it. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think, I think, you kind of get what you pay for. You know, you know what you're doing going into it, and it's just it's just a business tactic. And Tesla, I believe, is 
unlike any other business where they're trying to advance an industry rather than just their profits. Yes. You know, they're, they're trying mm-hmm. to... They've released all their patents and they're just trying to... They're trying to get more electric cars on the road and where we live in, like, possibly a carless utopia, which I'm... It's up for debate whether that's utopia or not, but... You know, at least there'll be less traffic, I suppose. So, I have a practical question question for you, Max. So, um, we have this wireless charging thing with that we have with phones is there going to come a point where you think it's possible to have these huge chargers on the side of the roads and when you're in an electric car you just pick up a charge as you go and you never really have to stop to get electricity is that a possible future or is well at the moment would, it's unrealistic it's, it's possible but it would be using technology that doesn't exist yet wireless <laughs> charging requires contact and right. unless you want to make uh, glass wheels or something that will allow conductivity. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. roads that also have that same type of uh, charging capabilities, it's going, it's not possible yet. I think that once we get truly wireless energy transfer, which I'm not sure if it's even possible or not, then it will become a reality. But there are other ways to do it. There are ways like where there could be a little thing coming at the bottom of the car that rubs against the road that would charge it. Uh, but Oh, yeah, kind of like, uh, like a rail uh, train type system that's been in place for a, a long time and have been disassembled, but now people want them back, which is a whole another thing. But with the country's spending on infrastructure being so low, something like that is a long way off for sure. I think what's more likely is that we'll have depots. Well, border wall. They'll have depots like what we have now, like instead of gas stations, be electric stations like what Tesla's been putting in. But the cars, yeah, but the cars would just the uh, drive station. themselves to it, charge it, and then come and get you. Which is very close yeah, to being a possibility yeah. now. Yeah, wasn't there a car that. Uh, it drove like across the country to get to its owner. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- like no, it- that—that's the theory that Tesla's trying to do right now. Oh, that's what they're trying to do. That didn't actually yeah. happen. There is a, a car that. This is a not uh, an autopilot system thing. This is a back to the battery thing we were talking about earlier. Um, uh, that Toyota makes called the Prius Prime, and it's a electric gasoline fusion. And do you want to know how many how miles many? per gallon it gets? Six. 133 miles per gallon. It In has the city a, or on the highway? On the highway. Okay. And it Not has a range of 640 miles. Yes, and the the um, the price, I think, starts at 26 That's and ends at 35. That's pretty but yeah. the thing is, it's a Prius, and no one likes Priuses. I mean, but if you're getting 
133 miles to the gallon. Are you really going to worry about what your car looks like? Yeah, no, there's. I wouldn't, obviously. Like, <laughs> I would just get the Prius, you know, but I know there's people that out there that vow to never buy I a Prius. I will never buy Prius. a Prius. <laughs> Honestly, that is no. amazing technology. And the thing is, the technology's out there. By the time I'm going to buy a car, hopefully it'll be in some other cars that don't look as bad as the Prius. But a Tesla is <laughs> yeah. what I prefer to that, even. <laughs> Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, Tesla start true. at 35, though. And so you're starting at – I mean, the thing with the Prius Prime is over four years, it'll save you about uh, – um, I mean, over one year, it'll save you about $4,000. Um, so on gas. So it really depends on, you know, am I going to wait an extra couple years until Tesla comes out with maybe a cheaper model? Um, but they've kind of discussed not doing that. Um, or, you know, am I going to go ahead and do this and uh, get this Toyota gasoline hybrid until, you know, it yeah. gets economically feasible? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, hopefully the technology will advance in our lifetimes and we'll see more and more of these cars coming. Jason, I like that you brought up the border wall because one of the things Trump talked about was putting solar panels on the border wall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even though that would be totally ineffective. It would be totally ineffective. But it's like one of those stupid things that, like, of course he doesn't understand because he hasn't taken the time to understand it. <laughs>